Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Case of the Week from Let's Read Out. This week we're going to be discussing an obstructing femoral hernia. The case was submitted by Dr. Jen Padwall, an R2 at Stanford University. Last week we saw an obstructing obturator hernia, so this is a great companion case. Today's episode will utilize some great ways of potentially identifying landmarks to help differentiate a femoral hernia from an inguinal hernia, and also how to further classify an inguinal hernia as direct or indirect. Some announcements before we get started. If you tuned in last time to the obstructing obturator hernia, you'll know that we're now starting video podcasts. So thank you so much for your feedback. We listened and now we're doing video. I really hope you like them. If you do, please shoot me a message on SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash let's read out. I'd love to hear what companion cases you have and if you think the videos are going well. Let's dive into our case. So similar to last time, we have an elderly female in her late 70s presenting with severe abdominal pain, nausea, and vomiting. On CT, we see dilated fluid-filled small bowel, as well as a small amount of free fluid in the pelvis. If you pay attention to the right side of the screen, you'll see a fluid-filled small bowel loop that is closely following the right common femoral vessels. This is a right femoral obstructing hernia. Coronal images of the right femoral hernia sac can be very helpful. Our case was interesting because there are actually two points of obstruction as the hernia sac enters into the right femoral hernia. These two points of narrowing are concerning for a closed loop obstruction type morphology. The main differential for a femoral hernia is an inguinal hernia. The pubic tubercle is a particularly helpful CT landmark for distinguishing the three types of growing hernias, femoral, direct inguinal, and indirect inguinal. Orthogonal lines drawn through the pubic tubercle can be helpful for characterization. If the hernia sac is posterior to X but lateral to Y, this is more consistent with a femoral hernia. If the hernia sac is anterior to X, but lateral to Y, these are more suggestive of a direct hernia. On the other hand, if the hernia sac is anterior to X, but begins to encroach on Y, this is more suggestive of an indirect inguinal hernia. This axial image shows an indirect inguinal hernia. Orthogonal lines have again been drawn through the pubic tubercle. The lines demonstrate this hernia to be inguinal as it again lies anterior to the transverse line or the X line through the pubic tubercle. It crosses medial to the pubic tubercle or the Y axis towards the scrotum and is likely to be indirect, again indirect rather than direct. 
This shows a femoral hernia because the hernia sac is posterior to the transverse line, but lateral to the y-axis. Again, this is a femoral hernia. One final companion case is a very large left inguinal hernia containing a significant amount of sigmoid colon. In the sigmoid colon, you can also tell that there are fine outpouchings suggestive of significant diverticulosis. In the axial plane, we see that there is actually a small amount of fluid in the hernia sac concerning for diverticulitis within this very large inguinal scrotal hernia. There are many differences between a femoral and inguinal hernia. As we already saw, the relationship to the pubic tubercle is especially important. For femoral hernias, it is below and lateral. For inguinal hernias, it is above and medial. Inguinal hernias are much more common in the male population, and femoral hernias are much more common with females. Strangulation is less common for inguinal hernias and more common for femoral hernias. Overall, the incidence of inguinal hernias is 10 times more common than femoral. There are so many cool hernias out there. Many of them, admittedly, I can't really pronounce, um, but we would love to feature them. There are femoral hernias that contain the appendix. There are amion hernias that contain an inguinal hernia and an appendix. There are hernias that contain a Meckel's diverticulum. If you have any of these cases and would like to be a part of Let's Read Out Case of the Week, please reach out to us. We'd love to feature your amazing case, and we'd like to also feature you. As always, a big thank you for taking the time. We really hope that you enjoy the new format and the new video podcast. I hope you're taking a little time outside of the reading room to listen to the podcast, but also enjoy the spring weather and March Madness basketball games. We hope you'll come back. Thank you so much for tuning in. Mm -hmm.